Friday, December 1st, 2023, Season 2, Episode 60. What's eating kale? Beginning the holidays, beginning a new month. Tis the season, man. It's also the season for all this uh, scariness, right? Like it's cold and flu and it's RSV and it's COVID and it's all these things. And we got to be uh, vigilant about our health. I, You can hear I'm actually quite stuffed up this morning. Um, I can hardly breathe out of my right nostril. I'm just keeping you up to date on my nostril health. I just, uh, I feel fine. Uh, Run it super late today. I might sound like I'm in a rush. I might just botch this whole thing up today. It's uh, I'm normally I normally have an episode out by now. It's seven thirty in the morning where I am, and uh, I'm just starting to record. So, uh, but yeah, I think that uh, today we should have a little fun game amongst ourselves throughout the day. Uh, count how many times somebody says, "I can't believe it's December." Where did November go? Where did the whole year go? Oh my God, it's December. Only 25 days till Christmas. Uh, there's going to be a lot of that going on today. Like this came out of the blue. <laughs> like there wasn't 300 and some odd days leading up to this. You know, that we didn't, like we just weren't aware of. That yesterday wasn't November 30th and now suddenly it's just out of the blue. It's December 1st. <laughs> <laughs> watch your news I, I guarantee every, there's going to be a news person on every single station that says uh, what happened in November or can you believe it's December 1st already uh, that's always fun so uh, good news for Lisa and I we got the tree up last night and fluffed it's not perfect yet but uh, as we start to decorate we'll move things around and make it as awesome as humanly possible we're liking the tree it's a nine footer um, every year, as you know, the debate rages on about whether one should have a real or a fake tree. We opt for a fa- uh, fake tree and for a number of reasons. First of all, we don't like the cold, so we're not going out in some farmer's field or some field. or I guess you wouldn't go out in a field, but some woods and cut down a tree. We don't want to go to a lot and get a tree that's going to fall apart in a couple of weeks. So for 20 years, I had my one. Uh, anyway, I had a conversation with Ben about this, and uh, this will give you some insight about where I'm at and where Ben is at, quite frankly, with real versus fake trees. I, funny story, we bought a new Christmas tree this year, and I was pretty confident that I had a six-foot tree before. I've had this tree for 20 years, and it was a great tree. It, was, it looked so friggin' real. And now some of the branches don't you know, go in shape right and stuff like that. So this year we decided to get a new one, and we're going to get a taller one because we got taller ceilings. So I'm like, well, let's get a seven and a half footer. And we found one. It was a little bit more narrow and it was, it was, it would work great in the place we're going to put it in. Set it up. We spent all our time fluffing this whole thing up. We put the topper on the, the last piece of the tree. It's so fucking small. I'm looking at it. Yeah. And I'm like, we can't do this. I go, this is ridiculous. This is, this looks like a toy. This looks like we're not even trying. I said, the only way we could make this work is to put it up on a box or something like that. Like just make like, and then put spotlights on it or something. I said, this is a joke. So we ended up ordering another tree and we're returning that one. 
And uh, it just got here today. It's nine and a half feet tall. Oh, my gosh. I know. See, that's why nothing beats taking a tape measure and going to the lot, picking out a Fraser oh, fur. Whatever. <laughs> you don't do that, do you? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> You're insane if you go out and get a real tree. You're just insane. You're like Clark Griswold hiking it out in the middle of the woods and forgetting your chainsaw. Uh, but yeah, that is, uh, the debate's over for me. I don't, you can do what you want, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm good on my, uh, on my fake trees. You can even make fun of me if you want. I like this next part. That's me on the turntables there. Entertainment news. Uh, is Taylor Swift already married to someone else, not Travis Kelsey? So there's been this recurring rumor that she and this guy named Joel Alwyn got married in 2020 or 2021. And this Jamoke keeps bringing it up and, and keeps trying to make it sound like it's real. And perhaps it is. I mean, we'll all have egg in our face if if he's right and we're wrong or she's right. And I, I don't know if this is a... um man or a woman, some Demois, Demois, yeah, some sort of French name person is, is posting this on their social media and kind of raising some ire with uh, Taylor Swift's people. Uh, apparently not true according to the Taylor Swift people, but uh, true enough for this person to want to keep posting it and really probably just trolling people, my guess is. Um, in tech news, Google begins the process of deleting inactive Gmail accounts. Um, this is going to sound a little dark, but I have a billion of them and they're going to start shutting them down this month. So I got to go and find all of them, but I, I, I set them up for reasons, right? Like I, I have a number of businesses. So I have, you almost just, if you ever start a business, you got to have a Gmail account and you say, why do I need a Gmail account? Well, unless you're going to go set up your own domain and, um, get your, uh, your domain verified by Google you're going to need a Gmail account to have a YouTube account and to do other things that you have to basically do for, you know, the health of your business. So our clients have Gmail accounts. Uh, our accounts have accounts. I mean, it's it can be pretty uh, pretty crazy. Um, also, you use Gmail accounts a lot of times so that you can have a different email address to set up multiple accounts and something and. Whatever. So I got a bunch of those and I got to start working on making sure those don't get shut down. But uh, if you have one and you, and you like having it because you like to throw junk mail there and stuff like that, you got to go make sure you log in. And then you got to log in at least every two years. And they're not asking a lot. Um, and I, I admit it. I mean, if I lose some, I'm going to, um, I don't know, I might be in trouble. But at the end of the day, uh, they told me and I didn't respond on time. So. In sports news, Von Miller of the uh, Buffalo Bills now uh, was arrested, accused of uh, getting violent with a pregnant woman, shoving her, pulling her hair, and putting his hands around her neck. Uh, the disturbing allocations are all spelled out in a felony war- a warrant for his arrest. Um, so I don't think he'll be playing this weekend. Maybe he will. Maybe he gets out on bail and the team's like, yeah, don't worry, good. Uh, we'll, you know, Innocent until proven guilty. We'll see. A lot of times those don't go like that. A lot of times they're then suspended by the NFL until the investigation is over. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But that's a big uh, hit to the Bills, I would say. 
In other news, uh, the Cybertruck. I, I, Tesla's launching the Cybertruck. Um, and uh, I, I, the moment I saw it, I hated it. And it's, this has nothing to do with Elon Musk. It has nothing to do with Tesla. I love Tesla. I love the ideas behind Tesla. I, there's, I love, Tesla has a roofing system for homes that I love as well. Um, I don't know if it, I believe it's under the Tesla brand. But anyway, I, I love all of those things. I really do. Elon Musk, he's a weird dude. I think he's having a meltdown right now. But this has nothing to do with that. I saw this truck a year or two ago when they first unveiled it. Very first thing in my head was, that is so fugly. I I can't imagine anybody even wanting to own it. It looks awful. Then it was kind of goofy that it was all like super thick stainless steel, supposedly unbreakable glass, which then Elon Musk immediately turned around and broke, uh, which was hilarious. But I, I'm scrolling through headlines looking for stuff to talk about today. And I see this headline that says, the Cyber... <laughs> The cyber truck is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to read that. So I went in and read it. And it really just kind of says the same thing I'm saying. And I don't know. Hard, to me, hard for me to imagine. I know there's going to be some people out there just, I don't know, out of douchiness or something. I got a bunch of money and I can do this and I'm glad that it's ugly. Um, I suppose that'll happen. But uh, just what an ugly, ugly vehicle. I... Ugh. Meta is suing the FTC, uh, says it has no constitutional right to stop Facebook. This is honest to God truth. This is a headline. This is, this is Meta's stance on this, okay? Now listen to this headline. Meta sues FTC, says it has no constitutional right to stop Facebook from profiting off of kids' data. I just morally, I feel like, what? I mean, Seriously. They have a need because uh, Facebook especially is losing, it's, it, it's certainly losing its younger audience. Um, it's becoming an older, middle age and above kind of a platform. And it's, I don't know, I, it's so annoying being on there uh, as a 55-year-old, just, I don't know, somewhat plugged in guy. Um, I don't know. But they're like, no, we need to continue to capture this and you can't stop us constitutionally. I think, I don't know if constitutionally, but morally, I think. Mm. Um, they recently lost a court case where the FTC shut them down and, um, and now Meta's going to sue for $5 billion. I don't know, man. It just sounds like, like why do you have to do that? Why don't you up your game and make yourself more viable? Why don't you actually do something instead of going behind everybody's back and sneaking their data from them? And I just, I'm tired of it. Google and Apple and everybody, I'm tired of it. Part of me almost wants to just go off the grid or have stuff on the grid that is specifically for on the grid and then just have whole separate stuff that is just not meant for anybody else. It's, it's tough, and I mean, I know that businesses panic, and they, they're trying to figure out ways to survive, and I don't know. I just, it's awful. I, I just think that's awful. I always do this. I always follow something up. 
something serious up with something fun, or I'm talking about something fun, and then I get into something serious. I wish I, I wish I would think this through a little bit, don't you? <laughs> uh, anyway, it's time for what's up, dog, with Carol Sumbry. Um, so we talked uh, the other day, and she made a comment about something that was life altering to me. She was relating it to dogs, but it, <laughs> it was very in line with Kale. So uh, here's that conversation with Carol. And uh, uh, this is about a term she calls stress stacking. So first of all, dogs mirror our stress. Anybody who lives with dogs could tell you we know that's true. We now have science to prove it. But dogs mirror our stress, you know. And, you know, they don't understand why we're running around frantic all the time or the phone, you know, every time the phone rings or pings, we're like, you know, our cortisol goes up. But so they can absolutely, absolutely mirror our behavior. Um, so that's one thing. The other thing is, you know, dogs like us are very much creatures of habit. They like their routine and predictability. So the thing about holidays is, you know, they're not routine. We have days off, you know, it messes with their nap schedule. Um, you know, so their routine is thrown off. How can we tell if they're stressed? That depends on the dog. Some dogs just like people stress in and some dogs stress out. So you might see the dog that barks and lunge. Um, you may see a dog that's just quieter or paces a little bit or does some excessive licking of his paws. Mm. So just like people, you know, some people might exercise when they're stressed. Some people might go to the bar. Some people might bite their nails. Dogs show stress in different ways. Um, I often lick my paws when I get stressed. What about when people are over, uh, when we have like groups of people, let's say you have 10 people over, Why? what's... Why is that stressful and is there a way to make having a bunch of people over less stressful for the dogs? You know, good stress is still stress. Um, I use the example a lot of times. I'm, a, I'm more of a people person, more outgoing than my husband. Like, a, you know, if we're at a party for, you know, an hour or two, he's done. Okay. We're, you know, not me. So, you know, every dog's a little bit different, but, you know, there's people in their space, their routine is off. And again, even if they're very social, good stress is still stress. So I'm a huge fan of always making sure you know your dog, giving them a safe haven to go to. Okay. If you had a bunch of friends over and they wanted to stay up till two in the morning and watch football, you know, you would not make Lisa do Okay. I'm guessing. And live to tell about it. <laughs> so, um, you know, making sure that the dog has a safe haven, um, you know, a way the dog can have an escape route. Um, you know, keep in mind also when you have all these people over, they're all touching your dog often. And even the most social dog does not enjoy always being touched by everybody. So I would say make sure your dog, if, if they're social, has an opportunity to leave and has choice of whether they want to engage or not. And also, if you have a dog that's a little bit cautious or shy, I probably would be stocking up on frozen Kong, smoked bones, things like that, and putting him in the crate with maybe a little bit of sound machine or playing your technology to just play a little bit of classical music and excusing them from the party altogether. I wish we could do that for people, too. Just excuse me from the party every once in a while. I'm kind of with Carol's husband. Flowers, I'm good. Now, obviously, when it's family, it's different, and you know, it's just when it's a bunch of people that I don't know all that well. Yeah, I'm good for about an hour or two. Um, if there's people there that I know, I could probably go all night. But at the end of the day, it's just one of those. Uh, I don't know. Just uh, uh, I guess I'm social. I've never had a bad time in a social situation, but I never look forward to them either. So. 
All right. So today's kind of fun. Today's uh, a little bit... Um, today's a list of cool gadgety gifts. Uh, this is not the pie in the sky stuff. This is just... I, I want to do some of that. I want to talk about like just money were no object. Here's what you could get. Definitely want to do lists like that. Uh, not that... Maybe some of you are in that category, but this is fun to hear what those gifts would be like. This is not that list. This is a list of cool gadgety things that are all under a hundred bucks. Or uh, there's one in here that's probably a little bit over, but you like maybe you can go in with a couple of people to get your your favorite techie person this gift. But uh, at any rate, that's what today's gift is. Uh, uh, gift ideas are are gadgety, uh, affordable gifts. So what do we have? The very first coolest thing I saw this year so far is adjustable readers. <laughs> now, I have a friend who has uh, these contacts that he can see. He is one eye is near. It, it, it's got a contact where it's set for nearsightedness, and I think the other one is for farsightedness. Or he's got one eye that works well, and then the other one is set for whatever uh, other. I, I don't know how it works, but it's contact lenses. is so cool. He doesn't need glasses. We were out. We saw this thing, and I'm like, "Dude, can you tell what that is?" And he goes, "Yeah." And he described it perfectly. And we're like, "We could. We thought that was Jesus over there. We, just, didn't, we didn't know. That's how bad it is." But he could see it perfectly. So the idea of these adjustable readers is insanity to me. I literally have three sets of readers. I have readers for just, you know, I don't know, working on my laptop. I have readers that are slightly stronger for. I don't know, reading uh, recipes and stuff like that when I'm cooking. Uh, and then there's the readers I have for the medicine bottles where the microscopic type is super important, but yet microscopic. These readers, one set of readers, got little dials on the side. And you then adjust the power of the reader. Uh, I, it's just, they're called Flex Focus. Um, if you're interested in that, go get them, man. I love it. I love it. I think this is a great idea. I once dated a girl for like a minute and she came up with the most brilliant idea and I'm going to throw it out there right now. Why can't my computer monitor adjust itself to my visual needs? If I have this you know, eye problem, why can't my monitor then adjust to that? Like, I think it probably could. It's a little bit different because it's one unit and your eyes are both different. I don't know how that would work, but I'm sure people could do it. Uh, anyway, flex focus, uh, adjustable readers, freaking awesome. Uh, love that idea. Uh, if you're looking at the other techie thing that I think most people love pictures, and these have been around for years, but they're getting better and better and better, are digital frames. You can load up a whole bunch of pictures on a digital frame, and it'll just kind of scroll through them. Far more interesting than just a single static picture. Uh, we just put up a uh, like a collage wall. I wish they were all uh, digital frames that would I, that would be so awesome. Talk about visual interest. Don't want to change batteries all the time, but it would be cool. Uh, so digital picture frames, I think most people would love those. So uh, I, I highly recommend those. Look for good ones. Um, look for per, you know normal sized ones. Uh, don't forget digital pictures can go both vertically and horizontally. So. Um, keep that in mind. If you if you know that they have a lot of pictures that are vertical, it, it just you, keep it in mind. 
the next item was 3D printers. 3D printers are now becoming kind of home accessible, where you can afford a 3D printer to put in your home. They're a little more expensive. Um, you might not get that for, you know, you might get it for your spouse, but you're not going to probably get it for your nephew. Uh, maybe a few of you can go in and get it for your nephew. But at the end of the day, uh, 3D printers are so cool. They can print things on a, on a level that are just amazing. Um, so 3D printer is pretty cool. I, I love drones. I love indoor drones. They now have a paper airplane thing just for goofing around. If there's a paper airplane thing, that you, it's like a plastic thing. It looks like a paper airplane. You throw it, and then you can control it with your phone. Love it. Um, one big one that hit us over the holidays, over the Thanksgiving weekend, was uh, getting somebody a Bluetooth tracking device. Uh, there's all kinds of them on the market, uh, but uh, Lisa's mom and dad at the end of the night were ready to leave, couldn't find their keys. And this would help find the keys instantly. Um, if you feel like you know somebody who's constantly misplacing things or whatever, Bluetooth tracks or trackers are awesome. Uh, the last one I have on the list today is one that's near and dear to me, and I'm getting one probably for myself. I probably won't ask for it for Christmas. A phone sanitizing station. Um, it's got that thing where you put it in, and those the, the certain types of light go in there and kill all the bacteria and junk on there. It freaks me out how gross my phone can look after just a day. It's, what is all that stuff? I don't think I want to know. I really don't think I want to know. But it's there and we all have to deal with it. So at the end of the day, uh, I think that a blue, uh, a phone sanitizing station would make an excellent gift for many, many people. So coming up next week, more with Carol Sumbry and Ben Holtz. Uh I got my friend Tom Parker on the line. Going to talk all kinds of holiday fails next week. Um, best holiday gifts that we've gotten. Uh, lots to talk about next week. Until then, enjoy your weekend and make it a good one.